Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Couch GM's podcast. I'm your host, George Kurth, here along with these other two smiling faces, Tyler Snyder. Hey, hey. And Cody Roadcap. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Couch GM's podcast. We're on video this week. George, Tyler, and myself are three best friends who love talking football. We met in college. We talk football every day. Even though the season's over, we got a lot to talk about. Absolutely. Some of those things we're going to talk about. We're going to go over some of the biggest headlines from this last week. Uh, we have a Super Bowl recap for you, and we're going to have a very interesting uh, game the three of us are going to play where we are going to predict the starting quarterback for all 32 teams starting next year, which is a lot uh, harder than you'd think. Definitely yeah, a lot harder. It took me a lot of time to get that together. <laughs> But uh, we will be posting all of our picks for those uh, quarterbacks on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Couch GMs. And as mentioned, we are in video today. So if you listen to us, we're not going anywhere on audio. We'll still be on all your favorite uh, podcast platforms. But tune in to us on YouTube. You can see our smiling faces. We might have a couple extra little things thrown in there just for you guys for your entertainment. But why don't we just move on then into our weekly headlines? And unfortunately, the first headline's a little bit more bleak. Morty Schottenheimer passed away this week at age 77. Uh, if you guys don't know, we're all from Pennsylvania. He was born in Pennsylvania, and he was a head coach for 21 years in the NFL with the Chiefs, Browns, Chargers, and formerly known as Redskins. What are you guys' thoughts on uh, this a little bit before we move on? Yeah, well, uh, just being in the the little bit younger side, you know, Marty Schottenheimer's prime was passed uh, when I got into football, but you know, having 200 career wins, that's a name you've, you've grown up hearing around being a head coach for 21 years. That's unheard of. Uh, he was definitely a legend in the sports, you know, maybe a little bit more underrated coach because he didn't have the best postseason record. But any coach that hits 200 career wins, definitely iconic to the NFL, and he will be missed. Absolutely, guys. Um, but you know what? Let's go ahead and move on to a uh, less depressing topic, and we will go with the playoff star, Taylor Heineke was re-signed by the Washington football team. Uh, we were all excited by the way that he played in the playoffs. It was fun to watch. It's a guy you didn't expect to do well, but he did. Um, so what are your guys' thoughts on him getting re-signed? Does he have a chance to start? Well, I'm not going to give away my start yet. You know, I'll let you all wait till a little bit later in the show when we break down all the teams. But I'm glad for him. He got a contract. He's a great you know, Cinderella story, a guy that wasn't even on a team to start of the season, end up starting a playoff game, almost beat the, Super, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were the Super Bowl champions. Uh, it was just such a great story, well-deserved, and I guess we'll have to wait and see if he starts in 2021. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to give up too much of my uh, pick here as well, but great move by Washington. He probably was the best quarterback on their roster last year, and I know talking to any Washington fan, that quarterback position was a struggle for them. So they lock him up for it's a multi-year deal, too, which is good. You get to see if he was just a flash in the pan there in the playoffs or if he actually could be a longer term play. And then you sign him to another extension. I mean, I think it was a good move. Yeah, and it was only two years, eight million dollars. If you can get a starting quarterback for four dollars a year average, man, that that's a great deal for Washington, especially this year when the cap is going to regress a little bit and some teams are going to be struggling to even get under the cap number. Oh, yeah. You normally don't even see court rookie quarterbacks that are drafted early going for that kind of price. Those guys are normally still up near the $10 million range if they're drafted early in the first round. 
Absolutely. You know what? And even if he is $4 million a year, uh, that's still good backup money. That's still not too bad for a quarterback that can step in if there is any injuries. And, you know, with the quarterback carousel that Washington had this year uh, with all their injuries and, uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins getting released midseason and everything else, it doesn't hurt to have a backup that you can trust to come in and play if needed. Yeah. And, you know, Taylor Heineke might not be the only uh, quarterback that gets re-signed or moved, you know, we talked about it. We're going to discuss the game at the end of the show here, but trade rumors for quarterbacks are full steam ahead. I've seen Russell Wilson might want out of Seattle. I've seen a lot of teams inquire about Marcus Mariota. Guys, I don't know if Mariota, it's just because of the, the – Yeah, I, I had to say it for you, buddy. You know. But I don't know if it's crazy because of the pandemic that everyone's just trying to make a change. I don't feel like we've ever had this much quarterback controversy – and I don't know if I'm excited for it, if it's just a lot of hype. Uh, but this is starting to feel like uh, our Madden franchises from back in those college days. I think part of it is the fact that um, these quarterbacks are getting frustrated uh, with their current teams. I mean, you play your heart out for a team for years and you don't seem to get the same kind of respect back that you feel like you deserve. Uh, that is more aimed towards Deshaun Watson or some guys who have been playing for the same team for years. Sometimes they just feel like it's time for a change. Um Definitely the pandemic could cause some issues in that. But I think it's also worth noting that the teams that are looking to move on from certain quarterbacks, uh, the salary cap for the first time in as long as I can remember is not going up. And the salary cap is definitely a worry for a lot of teams. So I think these guys like um, just for example, like a Dak Prescott, who is looking at if not getting franchise tag, getting big money. Um, teams are going to look to move on from a guy like that because they're not they're afraid they won't be able to afford them. If they can find a quarterback that's cheaper, that's around the same skill level, they might as well do it and try to build the rest of their team with their cap. Hey, you make some great points, but you know, one quarterback that was on the move last year was, you know, the least liked quarterback to win so many Super Bowls, Tom Brady. He went to Tampa Bay and the Buccaneers came out as Super Bowl champions. We wrapped up the game on Sunday. The Chiefs, didn't even score a touchdown. Brady got his seventh rings. A lot of things went wrong for the Chiefs. A lot of things went right for the Bucks. What were your guys' overall takeaways from Super Bowl 50? 55. I mean, it was one of the worst Super Bowls I've watched in a long time. I mean, I don't it was so boring. I expected, you know, the Bucks. They have Godwin. They have Evans. Uh, they have the young rookie Tyler Johnson, who's exciting. They have Fournette, Ronald Jones, and the Chiefs. We've been over it 100 times. There you have a laundry list of good offensive players. I was expecting this game to be a shootout. Obviously, my prediction of 42-31 to 31 did not come anywhere close to true. Um, but I expected it to be a shootout, expected it to be an exciting game. And not only did the Chiefs look like they didn't show up and the Bucks were playing on some kind of a high that I haven't seen, um, but I feel like the refs had a big impact in this game. I hate being that guy that said the refs dictated the game, but I truly felt like they did. I mean, there was just one play in general that it was one of the biggest. Um, Tyron Matthew had an interception, and it was a huge turning point in the game, and it was called back because of a pass interference that a guy went around him and didn't even touch him. Like, his arms went around him, but he never touched the player when he looked at the review. And it's just the refs dictating the game, it really killed it for me. I didn't enjoy watching the game at all, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, the refs, you know, we talked about it 
you know, in the NFC Championship game, how they they let everything go, they let everything play, and especially that first half, it just felt like we were watching the ref Super Bowl. Like you couldn't get a playoff. The big, you know, I joked on Twitter before. I said, so how many times is the Chiefs going to call cover one man? Well, they did it, and then they called pass interference on what wasn't pass interference that set up another late half score for the Buccaneers. I don't want to blame the refs completely, though, because the Chiefs did suffer a few dropsies. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, they didn't have their best games, which you need to in the Super Bowl. But I'm with you, Snyder. It's one of those games where it's like, NFL, if you wanted Tom Brady to win his seventh Super Bowl, just let us know beforehand. Like, it's okay. Like, we'll still watch the game. Your ratings will still be there, but just let us know. Well, not even that, but like at least back in the early days of Brady, he would win a Super Bowl by three points every time. As much as that was frustrating because it was always like, I don't want to see Brady win this. And then all of a sudden you have a glimmer of hope and it's done. At least it was an entertaining game. Now it's just like you said, the refs really killed it for me in that first half. And most of the time, especially in the playoffs, you talk about, oh, the Chiefs can go down and the Chiefs are this amazing comeback team in the playoffs. They came back from four touchdowns against the Colts. They came back, I think, twice in this playoffs. They were down after at halftime, and I just felt like it was over. Like the game was already written in stone. Like they are giving it to Brady. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'll give props to is the Bucks defense knew that the Chiefs were down two offensive tackles, and they were all over Mahomes. I mean, that's probably a big reason why they only scored yeah. nine points. But I mean, they that was the only thing I can really give some credit to the bucks on is they exposed the chiefs hurt offensive line and Mahomes on turf toe was running around for his life. And there that was no recipe for success for them. At the same time, Mahomes made some of those passes that um, you see on the highlight reels uh, for weeks and weeks afterwards where, I mean, he's getting hit and while he's falling face first into the ground, he's still throwing it underhand and it's a perfect dime to his players. And then they were dropping it on top of that. We've seen so many times over the past two seasons that when Mahomes gets under pressure, finally gets out of the pocket or is able to get the ball off, his receivers are so dynamic, they can still make things happen and still win the game. I feel like Mahomes is still doing everything he possibly could to win that game, despite the fact that there was pressure all over him. Um, But his receivers really let him down which is just really surprising to me Kelsey Hill um, those guys you expect to be a sure thing yeah it almost seems like the team was a little distracted and I know Andy Reid's son was having some issues uh, with uh, drunk driving and causing an accident so I don't know if the team was a little distracted because that came in late Super Bowl week but you know back to the defense you know Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl holding an elite offense to no touchdowns. His last one with the Patriots was against the Rams. That Rams offense was dominant. I think they scored three points in that game. They held the Chiefs to nine Another points. boring Super Bowl. And yet nobody is talking about the defense. It's all it's all about Brady. And that defense won the Super Bowl, not Tom Brady. People are going to say I'm, I'm a Tom Brady hater, and, and I'm not. The dude is – what he's done is incredible. We've seen – we'll probably never see someone else win as many Super Bowls as he has. But, you know, people are so quick to, you know, jump on Mahomes for having a bad game or no one's talking about how the receivers dropped a bunch of balls. But no one are to the same note. It's all Tom Brady's credit and no one is talking about how well that defense played. And if Tampa Bay's defense plays around, I think Todd Bowles will be a top of the list head coaching candidate in 2022. 
Yeah, I mean, people are saying that Tom Brady won that game. Tom Brady's so amazing. But like you said, the Chiefs scored nine points. Uh, the Bucks did have a field goal in that game. So that means Brady only needed to throw one touchdown to win the game. Uh, if you think of it that way, the defense did win that game. And the fact that Tom Brady won Super Bowl MVP, just honestly, it does bother me. Uh, again, no discrediting what Brady's done in his career. He's had um, one of the greatest careers anybody could ever imagine, but he did not deserve Super Bowl MVP. And that win was not all him. So who would you, you have know- given Super Bowl MVP to? Just I'm just curious. I mean, I probably would have thought Gronk. I'm thinking the defensive coordinator personally. It's never been done, okay. but I think he deserved it. Yeah, it, if I was going to give it to a, a player, I would have probably uh, would have had to, Devin White had a pretty elite game on defense. Antonio Winfield Jr. He had a pretty good game. I don't know if it was MVP level, but his uh, clap back to Tyreek Hill's peace sign was MVP level. Levante but yeah, David, even on the offensive side, JPP. Yeah, JPP, Shaquille Barrett, Vita Vey. It was such a, a unit effort, but even on offense, I, I Gronk could have made a case. The dude's barely done anything all season, shows up with two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. But, you know, the biggest problem with the Super Bowl was the commercials kind of sucked. Just going to say that, too. Commercials. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, when you have a Super Bowl that's this bad, you kind of hope that uh, the extras that come with the Super Bowl are fun. Um and the halftime show got mixed reviews. I personally liked it, but some people hated it. Some people liked it, but those commercials were such a letdown. Now I know some of the biggest uh, commercial makers did not have commercials in the game because they were donating that money to charity um, or to help with pandemic relief. And I commend that completely. But at the same time, like sometimes there's people that don't even know football, don't even like football that watch the Super Bowl just for the commercials. So you got to get a little something better out there. I, th- I think my favorite part of the commercials, though, it wasn't a good commercial, but last week we did our commercial draft, and you were like, and Toyota has the worst commercials because they do something completely off topic, and then it's like, buy a Toyota. And this year it was like, you're, I think, if I remember correctly, like their daughter lost her leg, but she was still going to be a great swimmer, buy a Toyota. Mm-hmm. So. Good call on that it one. And no people sense. were actually calling it out on Twitter. I would like to say that Tyler was the starter of that. We're we're going to give you the credit there. Thank you. I've been saying it for years, and everybody just thinks I'm making stuff up. But then once you finally focus on it, I'm telling you, a Toyota is so annoying. They try to give you a heartfelt story that has nothing to do with any kind of a vehicle, and they're like, Toyota. <laughs> it's just, No. But uh, actual commercials that were actually good. I mean, the only ones that I can remember, Paramount Plus had a couple that were good, and Drake from State Farm. Drake from State Farm was definitely hey, interesting. Anytime you sure. get a Rod on the screen, that's with a good Patrick commercial. Mahomes and Drake. Yeah. Oh man, here we go about Rogers. All right, so moving on, uh, guys. We hinted about it in the beginning of the show, so I think it's time to just jump right into it. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through all 32 teams and we are going to predict the starting quarterback for each of those teams. Now, to make sure that this doesn't last three, four hours, uh, if there's a team that we are pretty certain of the starter, we'll just kind of fly right through it. But there are some definite interesting teams to discuss. And um, I don't know about you guys, but I had a little bit of fun with my picks, So I do have some interesting moves in there. I'm right there with you. I tried to uh, think of some unique scenarios the ones that I can actually see happening. So why don't we just start with the the AFC East? And we'll start with an easy one. 
Buffalo Bills. I think we're all going to go Josh Allen. No doubt. Absolutely. Yep, Josh Allen. I mean, he had one of the best seasons of his entire career. Uh, I'm excited for him to be the MVP next year because he's going to play better than Rodgers. Hey, he might next year. He did finish second in the MVP voting, but we got the easy one in that division out of the way. So let's go with the Miami Dolphins next. There's a lot of Watson trade rumors, but I tend to think they'll pass on Watson and they're going to stick with Tua. I'm with you. I think they're going to stick with Tua. I definitely think Tua deserves a shot there. Absolutely. I think he's done enough that, especially with that defense that Miami has, that Tua should get the shot. But, guys, this is an interesting offseason. There's so many rumors, and I want to have some fun. And besides, I'm a Titans fan, obviously. So I'm tired of seeing Watson in Houston. It's time for Watson to leave and go to a team that he can win a Super Bowl with now. That defense plus Watson, I'm going to say Watson goes to the Miami Dolphins. He is their starter week 1. Yes. I I would love I would love to see that. And guys, just so you know, this is the week 1 starter. Um so some of us don't have as many rookies cuz we might think a veteran might play for the first couple weeks, but the goal is to guess the week 1 starter. Um but let's move on to another one that's questionable. It's the New England Patriots. This one, I probably spent the most time trying to figure out who I thought it was going to be. And I ended up with Justin Fields. Now, I actually think Justin Fields might fall a little bit in the draft. And I think it'll fall just enough for the New England Patriots to trade up to get Justin Fields. And then he will be the starter from day one. I personally do not think Fields is going to fall as far as you think, uh, hint, hint towards maybe another team. Um, I'm going to go with Zach Wilson. I've seen Wilson ranked as highly as the second best quarterback coming into the draft. I've seen him as low as fourth, Um, but I think that he's going to go to the Patriots, which I hate because I actually like Zach Wilson. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's going to have a lot of success in this league, so I'd hate for him to go to the Patriots, but I'm predicting that's where he's going to go. So I'm going to be the only one here to pick a vet to start for the Patriots next year, and it's not Cam Newton. I'm going to go with they're going to reunite with Jimmy Garoppolo. I could see this trade happening because Garoppolo is kind of on the outs in San Francisco. I think Bill Belichick wanted him as their guy before they traded him to San Francisco back when the ownership wouldn't let him get rid of Brady. I think he's going to try to get Jimmy G back, and he's going to be the starter there next year. Wow. I didn't even think of Jimmy G in New England, but that would be such a fun storyline. George, I love that pick. All Good right, pick. to wrap yeah, out absolutely. to wrap out the NFC, not the NFC, I'm sorry, the AFC East. We got the New York Jets, another team that's hot in the Deshaun Watson trade rumors. But I think again, they're gonna stand packed. They're not gonna give up the picks. And Sam Darnold will return as the New York Jets starter. I just don't see it. I think that they are over Darnold. I think Darnold's over the Jets. And you know what? I hinted about it with the last uh, team with the Patriots, but I think Fields is not going to fall too far in the draft. I think it is going to be a bit of a reach, but I think he's going to go to the Jets, and I think he's going to be their week one starter. I mean, I could see them bringing in a guy uh, like Fitzpatrick again, bringing him back and having him start the season if Fields take over later, but uh, just for this purpose, I'm going to say that Fields is the week one starter. Well, I know there's been a lot of buzz around Deshaun Watson, and I think the most recent reports seem to show that he's either going to be staying in Houston, which I don't think is going to happen, or if he's going to go somewhere, it's going to be to the New York Jets. So I have him being the week one starter for the Jets, new coaching staff. He goes up there, tries to make them a contender really quickly. 
So that's my interesting pick for Watson. He's not staying in Houston. Interesting. I hope so not. you guys both have both have Watson on the move so far. Uh, it would definitely shake up the the AFC East with those picks. But let's just keep going right along to the AFC North. Uh, and we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. And now, if you would ask me this question three, four weeks ago, I wouldn't have said Big Ben. But after Big Ben came out and said that he would take a pay cut to stay with the team, he wants to stay with the team. The Steelers pretty much said. They'll bring him back, but not at that price. I think Big Ben runs it back one more year before retirement. Agreed, Cody. One more year, and then he will be done in Pittsburgh. He'll be done in the NFL, in my opinion. I agree. I, I'm kind of watching out to see what if they do something in the draft or if they do something like with some kind of future stock quarterback, like a Sam Darnold maybe. Uh, but Big Ben's going to be the starter for this year. Yeah. So we all, all can agree that at least Dwayne Haskins isn't going to be the week one starter. Absolutely. No <laughs> All right. The next I don't two hate are pretty the move easily of them actually reaching out and getting Haskins as their backup, though. Because I mean, like I said earlier, sometimes a backup that you can trust is really, really valuable. And Haskins just never seemed to fit in Washington to begin with. So if Pittsburgh can get the talent out of Haskins that they expect, he could be their starter after Big Ben retires, or he could be a really hot piece in free agency next year. Yeah, he was a top fifteen pick, so if he can just mature a little bit, you know, sit behind Roethlisberger, Tomlin is probably a good mentor for him. Haskins could definitely turn his career around in Pittsburgh, Absolutely. but still not going to be the week one starter. The next couple in this division are pretty easy. Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Yep. I'm not going to predict any injuries. Waiting for that ridiculous contract to come. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be an interesting one if they end up paying him big money or if they just ride out the fifth year option and essentially start op- over I'm very intrigued with how that contract situation will will play out and then if we move on a- along to another team the Cleveland Browns who beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs which was so much fun to watch Kevin Stefanski won coach of the year but I think that means Baker that. Mayfield is gonna stay as the head coach so any any disregards, any thoughts Baker that Mayfield Baker is not won't be stay back? As the head coach, he's going to stay as the uh, starting quarterback. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're right. You know, head coach Mayfield is probably the head coach for that playoff game. Let's be honest. That, that is true. You're not wrong. You know, I hope. I I definitely think Baker's going to be back, and I love it because I hope that those Baker commercials continue. Uh, there's nothing that brings a smile to my face more than a Derrick Henry stiff arm or a Baker Mayfield commercial. I love them. Yeah, Baker Mayfield commercials are pretty great. I'm not gonna lie, uh, but the last team of that, those, yeah, no Baker commercials. Could have used it, but the last <laughs> team in that division, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now this one seems pretty easily, pretty easy. I personally do think Joe Burrow will make a full recovery in time to start for Week One. The injury does scare me. Uh, I'm still going to pick Joe Burrow for the week one starter, but I could see it being a Brandon Allen, Ryan Finley, or whoever they bring back if Joey B is not quite ready to go. Absolutely. Um, I think we're all in agreement that there is a chance he is not the week one starter, but it's only because of the recovery. Um, Otherwise, Joe Burrow is going to be the starting quarterback, and I honestly think he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league for years to come. Everything I've seen out of him on a team that really is – not worth batting an eye at 
Um, for him to do what he did in his rookie season is just amazing, and I cannot wait to see what he can do if they continue to improve that team. Don't forget, we're going to come back at this and look and how, see how we did. It's a little bit of a challenge, so I'm cool with the gentleman's agreement of saying it's Burrow, and then if he happens to miss it because of the injury, at least we all got it wrong. That's fair. That's a, that's a great point. So now we get to go to AFC South, uh, Tyler's favorite uh, division, if you can't tell by the jersey that he's wearing or the one hanging behind him. Be- multiple jerseys hanging behind him. We'll start with your Tennessee Titans. So it's, it's going to be Charlie Whitehurst, correct? That's what we're that's what we're thinking. Marcus no, Mariota. Clipboard Jesus will be remaining on the sideline, and the goat will go somewhere else. No, it is going to be Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I know last off season the Titans were rumored to be one of the favorites to get Tom Brady, and I hated it. I did not want Brady, and uh, seeing him win a Super Bowl is definitely a little bit of a bitter taste. But I still. I'm very, very happy that we kept Ryan Tannehill. Everything he's shown on us, on our team, it's amazing. He's going to keep improving, and I can't wait for him to be the Super Bowl MVP next year. It's going to be awesome. Wow, bold. Super Bowl MVP, Ryan Tannehill. I'm not going to go that bold, but I will say he is the week one starter. <laughs> you could probably bet a dollar on that right now and win four grand. I'm, you know, that, I of, like how he knows because he's looked. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm going to <laughs> sidetrack real quick. Speaking of betting, how about the streaker at the Super Bowl betting the prop bet that there'd be a streaker? So then he only had to pay the $1,000 fine to get out of jail and end up winning like $375,000. One, how's that even legal? I feel like they're not going to give him his money, but that is such a genius business move right there. But no, usually streakers are idiots. I see them at games and I'm like, oh, here we go. Another idiot running on the field. But this guy's actually a genius. It kind of makes you think, like, why didn't I think of this? Super Bowl tickets are expensive, and you don't want to have to pay the fine to get out of jail. But honestly, for 375000 worth it, guys. What are we doing? All you have to do is front, like, what? Maybe fifty five k. Made out pretty 50K, good out of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know where I'm going to get fifty k, but if I ever get fifty five k in, in a savings account or something, I'm headed to the Super Bowl. Like I'm gonna need more. I'm gonna need like 65k so I can buy a ticket, and then I'm gonna go streaking. <laughs> if that prop bet's even allowed after next year's Super Bowl, we might have ten streakers just because they all went in on the the budget or not the budget, but all in on the pot money. So we're gonna have a uh, the streaker with a uh, a red onesie on. Prop bet can be more specific. Gotcha. All, All right, right, guys, well, well, we are getting really sidetracked, so let's get back to the best division in football, the AFC South, and we will move right along to an interesting team. Uh, we had the Indianapolis Colts. They had Phillip Rivers last year. He is retiring. Um Guys, we are all split on who we think the Colts' week one starter is going to be, and I'm going to start it off with an interesting one and maybe even a weird one here. I was so close to saying Jacoby Brissett would be the starting quarterback, but I changed my mind, and I think they are going to roll forward with uh, the man who will never live down the fact that he was drafted before Mahomes and Watson, and that is Mitchell Trubisky. I think Trubisky is going to be the week one starter for the Indianapolis Colts. And let me tell you, I hope he is too. I really do. Well, as a Packers fan, I, I can believe that you're going to hope that Trubisky is the starter. It's ironic because I was very close to saying Jacoby Brissett as well, so maybe that's the guy we should have actually picked. 
Uh, but I, I finished up my list and realized I didn't have, have Fitz Magic playing. So I'm like, the Colts like to go get old quarterbacks for one season. So why not they do it again with Fitz Magic? So that defense is pretty good. Their offense, especially with Jonathan Taylor, is up and coming. Get a good guy like Fitz Magic. He might have a five interception game, but then he'll have two five touchdown games. Bring some Fitz Magic to Indianapolis. I think that's a good fit. I actually think that's a really good fit, and I could see them making a playoff run with him. Honestly, I would say that at this point in his career, he is more talented than Phillip Rivers. Uh, fight me, any Phillip Rivers fans that want to say otherwise. And if they were able to go 10-6 and six with Phillip back there, I think they could make a pretty good run with Fitz. Someone a little bit close to my heart, I think is even better than both of them, and I think he's going to go there. I know there's so many talks about Carson Wentz going to Chicago, but I think Carson Wentz will actually go to Indianapolis still. Still the second most likely landing mm. spot. So, I mean, it seems like the Eagles are just waiting for a price, and I think Indianapolis is finally going to pay it because Frank Reich's going to go get his guy. It would be interesting that uh, if he goes back down there with Frank Wright, who was on the staff for his – MVP season that was cut short because the ACL injury. Wentz, I think once Wentz gets traded, I think a lot of these dominoes would start to fall. Uh, but speaking mm-hmm. of traded, you guys have already traded Deshaun Watson. So who's going to replace him for the Houston Texans? I'll go ahead and start it off, and I'm going to go with Tua. I think Tua is going to move on from the Dolphins. You both think he's going to be there. And I think Watson goes to the Dolphins. And I think in turn, Tua comes back. I think that right now the Texans are asking for two first round picks. I think the Dolphins don't want to move that. So I think that they will count Tua as a first round pick, move a first and Tua for Deshaun Watson. Now, of course, there's maybe some other picks and pieces in there, but I think it's just going to be a full out quarterback swap. See, I had uh, Watson going to the Jets. I think that second overall pick is going to come back. And I was debating Sam Darnold as well. I don't know if he's going to go to Houston in that or not, but I'm just going to go with they're going to take Justin Fields second overall, and he's going to end up starting there for them. I like that one. I, I do think if he does get traded, Watson does get traded to the Jets, Sam Darnold won't be a part of the package because they're most likely going to get the number two pick. So the Jets will try to flip Sam Darnold somewhere else. So I do like the Fields pick. I'm going to go a little bit different. I don't think the Houston Texans are going to ever pull the trigger to trade Watson. Now, as much as Watson wants out, he is under contract. And I don't think any team will end up paying like four first round picks or whatever Houston wants. So I think Watson's going to have to hold out, which means I don't have... Deshaun Watson starting the 2021 season at quarterback anywhere. But the Houston Texans are going to stay in their state. They're going to go get the guy that backed up Dak Prescott. They're going to sign Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton stays in Texas and will be the Houston Texans starting quarterback. Oh, that is music That's to my ears. I love that. I love hearing that, man. I right could, now, if I could um, tell by my, your face, you know, my since we are on video. I can see your facial reaction, and you were getting pretty hyped when I said Andy Dalton to the Houston Texans. <laughs> if my pick comes true and your pick comes true, and the Titans have to face off against Mitch Trubisky and Andy Dalton, oh, man, just sign our names as the AFC South champion. Go ahead. Uh, you have a good point there. I mean, because despite you know the number one overall pick, and I think we're we're all in agreement that Jacksonville would go, would go Trevor Lawrence, 
I don't think just him will yep. turn that team around pretty quick. So I think if it ends up Lawrence, Dalton, and Trubisky, I do think you have a pretty good shot of just putting your name <laughs> down in pen as the AFC South champion. I love it. Place your bets now, guys. <laughs> Would be interesting division for sure, but we got uh, the AFC West to round out the AFC. The Super Bowl runner-ups, we'll start with them. Mahomes isn't Who's going anywhere. He just signed Chiefs. that tenure. What's that? That was a joke, Cody. It was a joke. Mahomes went right over my head. Chiefs. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, so Mahomes is going anywhere. Put my homie. Yeah, he's he's my homie. You know. Yeah. You know we're on we're on best we're on texting terms. We're great friends. <laughs> uh, he's getting surgery. Uh, he got surgery today in Green Bay. Well, today would be Wednesday. This will air on thursday so i got surgery yesterday in green bay great friends went pretty well uh but there's not much to say he's locked up for 10 years he's not going anywhere you know so for the next team being the las vegas raiders i'm actually surprised we're all in agreement here as many trade rumors as there are you know Derek carr has never seemed to be gruden's guy but here we are we're all picking him to be the starter in week one I personally I just feel like they're not going to find a good trade partner. Uh, they're not mm-hmm. going to find someone who's going to give back the package that they are expecting for Derek Carr. I think that they value Carr up here and think that he deserves this much where the rest of the league is down here and doesn't doesn't think he deserves as much. Uh, I'm with the rest of the league on that one. And for that reason, I think Carr is going to start. But I would not be surprised for them to take a flyer late on uh, a quarterback, uh, maybe a less proven, a prototype project kind of quarterback and try to work him into the system later in the year. Um, I, I, I just can't seem to pick away from Derek Carr. I don't like it, but he's there. I was this close to saying Kirk cousins here, but I just don't think a deal is going to get done. So it's going to be Derek Carr. Wow. Kirk cousins. I, I, I'd be more shocked if it was Kirk cousins. I know he's been in some trade rumors, but, and we'll get to him in a little bit, but I just don't see him leaving. Minnesota, but staying in the AFC West, Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert, everyone, you know, yep. Unless offensive rookie, that medical staff gives him a bad shot before week one, (laughs) uh, he should be the starter, and he deserves it absolutely. Yes. So how about we go on to a more interesting team, at least in my opinion, and that is the Denver Broncos. I mean, Drew Locke has shown some flashes, but he hasn't been able to find the success that he wants in Denver. And they do have, I believe it's the ninth overall pick. That's an early enough pick to get a quarterback. What do you guys think? Who's going to be a starter for the Broncos? I think they're going to give uh, Locke a little bit of benefit of the doubt for this past year. They weren't the best team. They were down Cortland Sutton all year. I think he gets one more year. But you make a good point about the ninth overall pick. I think there's a chance they take a quarterback there. Yeah, see, I, I think the ninth overall pick is in that prime real estate for a team like New England or Washington potentially for a trade up. And I think they can survive with Locke another season. I think they'll make the trade back and Locke will be the starter week one. All right, guys, I'm going to go a little bit away from you. I think they will use that pick on a quarterback. And, you know, I'm just going to have a complete dart throw here. And I'm going to say that Trey Lance is going to be the starter for the Broncos week one. I think they'll draft him. I think he'll win the uh, preseason battle with Drew Locke for the starting job if they don't trade Drew Locke elsewhere. And I think Trey Lance is the starter. 
Now, I, I love Trey Lance. Trey Lance is my quarterback, too, in the rankings if we're doing, like, uh, best rookie quarterbacks to come in. He's QB2 for me behind Trevor Lawrence. I do think he's a little unpolished, kind of like Mahomes. I think he'll need a year to sit. Um, so hopefully he goes to a team with a solid veteran. Like, he'd be great in Pittsburgh, as an example, um, behind Big Ben. But, hey, Denver can't really draft quarterbacks, so they would probably, if they're going to take one, they're going to take the guy that has a lot of upside that needs grooming, which they can't do. So I do like your pick to wrap up the AFC. So a lot of new places or new faces in new places, I believe is the correct way to say that saying. Now we can move on to to George and I's division, the superior division, or conference, I should say, not superior division. I am not going to say the NFC East is a superior. So you're not in the same division. To the not superior division, actually, first, even. Yeah, we'll start with the worst division in all of football, the Washington football team. This one, this one was tough for me, but I just think, for some reason, I think Ron Rivera is going to go get Cam Newton. They were together in Carolina. I don't know if Cam Newton will survive the whole season, but I think they'll sign him. He'll impress the coaches with his work ethic and his leadership. And he will at least get the job for week one of 2021. All right, Cody, I like the pick. Um, I could definitely see it. It would be uh, kind of crappy for Taylor Heineke to be the backup of behind Cam Newton yet again. Uh, but I'm actually going to go with a complete another dart throw. I'm just throwing everything out the window here, guys. And I'm going to say that somehow, some way, Washington football team pulls off a Sam Darnold trade or the Jets just released Darnold, but I don't see that happening. But yes, I see Sam Darnold as the starting quarterback for the Washington football team. Dart throws here, guys. I don't know if I like that one. That actually might make them a little better. I'm still Sam Darnold has a shot here if he has a real coach. So, But uh, we talked about Taylor Heineke earlier. I'm actually going to go with Taylor Heineke. I think that'd be a bargain for them in a weird cap year at quarterback. And I think he proved to me enough that I think he deserves a shot. So I think they're going to give him that shot. Yeah, I just want to go back to Snyder pick and Darnold. That's a team. I I am with George. I think Sam Darnold's still a good quarterback. I think get him maybe a new coach either in New York, now with Sala. Uh, but we've seen players thrive once they've gotten out of Adam Gase's way or Adam Gase has gotten out of their way. Washington football team with Darnold makes a ton of sense. And if he does get traded, I'd love to see him go there. So, again, Snyder, I'm liking your pick. I don't know. You're doing pretty well. I don't know why the trade would go that way. I don't know how they would find a package that would make sense, especially with them being, uh, you know, I don't see the Jets trading Darnold to Washington for that draft pick or anything. Um, But at the same time, I just, I like the fit so much. I think Darnold would do really well with Ron Rivera that I just had to almost hope it into existence here. So we can move on to another team. We have the New York Giants, and I think this is very interesting because I don't think a lot of us have any faith in Daniel Jones, but I don't know if there's much option for them to pivot away from him, and I think they still have a little bit of faith in him. So I'm going to stick with Daniel Jones here, but what do you guys think? Yeah, I'm going to stick with Danny Dimes or Danny Pennies, Danny Monopoly Money, whatever you want to call him. Danny Monopoly Money, um, But I will money. stick I with it. Danny yeah, you got to go with fake money at this point because he's not even worth the pennies. <laughs> um, but I do think they're going to stick with Danny over there. Um, they do have the draft position to use on a quarterback if they see fit. They could be a sneaky team to take somebody like 
uh, Wilson or a Trey Lance or someone along those lines, or even Fields if he falls further than George and I are predicting. Um, but I just don't see it happening. I think they're going to ride with Daniel Jones. I think that there's so many other pieces that they need, and they know that they're not one piece away from a deep playoff run. Maybe playoff berth in that division but they're not one piece away from a deep playoff run so i think they're going to try to build the rest of the team bringing the quarterback later yeah i think daniel jones is definitely going to be there at least one more year he didn't play great last season but he did get them one game away from the playoffs i think they'll try to talk themselves into daniel jones for that reason alone i don't think they'll go quarterback yet there's some other holes to fill on that team so i'm with you guys daniel jones should be back for at least one more year in new york Absolutely, Cody. So how about we move on to the Dallas Cowboys? It's another team that we all agree on, Um, although I do think there deserves to be an asterisk on this player, too, and that is Dak Prescott. I will say that I don't think they're going to sign him to a long-term extension. I think he is going to be franchise tagged. Um, I honestly believe if he doesn't get franchise tagged or if there is a way for him to put a stop to that, this would be the best year ever for him to go into free agency. Every quarter or Almost every team has quarterback holes and a big need at quarterback. And he, though he is coming off an injury, he did play some of his best football in the first half of this year and put up some crazy, crazy numbers. And I feel like he could pull in a really big long-term contract somewhere else if he was able to hit free agency. Um, Sadly, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to get franchise tagged and he's going to stay with the Cowboys. Completely, completely agree. I think Dak Prescott... Like you said, it should be an asterisk just in case he hasn't fully recovered from his ankle injury to be the week one starter. But he'll be franchise tagged. He'll be back in Dallas. But I did hear, you know, a crazy trade rumor that uh, it's not even ruled out that they might do like a sign and trade franchise Dak and then trade him to Houston for Deshaun Watson. You know, so they're both staying crazy. in Texas. So that'd be something crazy. Uh, but I think Dak will, will stay put. Hopefully they come to a long-term deal because he deserves it. But Dak and the Cowboys. Can I just say, before we move on to the next team and get back into these quarterback debates, all I want to say is that with this many question marks at quarterback and these many trade rumors, and I don't mean like trade rumors like this no-name guy is supposed to be traded. I mean big-name players, huge changes in the NFL, all rumored. If this offseason ends up being a bust and nothing happens, I'm going to be so disappointed because this sounds so exciting of an offseason. Like I'm going to be glued to my phone looking at the news constantly and I can't wait for it. Agreed. And one of the teams that might actually hit before free agency happens and maybe the team that we were talking about before that'll make the first domino fall before a lot of these other quarterbacks go places is the Philadelphia Eagles. And I don't think any of us think Wentz is going to stay there. I'm personally going to stay. They're going to go with Jalen Hurts after they trade Wentz try to cover a first-round draft pick and fill some other holes around, and we'll see if it makes him a contender faster. Yeah, I, I think they're going to trade Wentz. I think that is pretty much a done deal at this point. Just got to find the right team. So I do think Hertz will be the starting quarterback. But Tyler, I know your guy. I'll let you tell it. But I was close to making this call too, so go ahead. <laughs> All right, look, the Philadelphia Eagles – were rumored in a trade with Chicago Bears. And the rumored trade was Nick Foles and a running back and a first-round pick in return for Carson Wentz. And as soon as I heard that, I just started laughing and just 
Oh my gosh, I could see it. It is the most Philly thing ever to do to bring in Nick Foles and let's give him a third trip around. I can see it happening and I think it will happen. I'm going with Nick Foles as the week one starter for the Eagles. Oh God, so laughable. Now you see, even if I would have said Wentz to the Bears, obviously I said Wentz to the Colts and Foles would have been on that roster. I still would have said Jalen Hurts, but it's not even going to be the fact that he Jalen Hurts is starting the way it should be. It's going to be the fact that whenever Jalen Hurts makes the most minimal mistake, everyone in the fan base that doesn't know what they're talking about is going to be screaming for Nick Foles. Dude has a statue. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. They got rid of Dougie P, so they're like, wait, we still need somebody from this statue, so let's bring Foles back. I just it's the most Philly thing ever to start Nick Foles. And I think that Jalen Hurts does deserve to start. I could see them coming up with some really dumb explanation saying like uh Hurts just isn't ready to start yet. He needs more experience. So let's have Foles start, despite the fact that Hurts started like the second half of the year anyway, and he did look ready. But I could see it happening and I'm gonna laugh so hard the day that it does. <laughs> I could also see the Eagles coming out with Foles and Hertz on the field at the same time, but Foles being the quarterback, being credited with the start on some trick play. Don't don't shake your head because now that I'm saying it, you guys are seeing it. You know, a little, little option to so, Jalen Hurts around the corner. So if Hertz is number one on the depth chart, but the first play of the season is a snap to Nick Foles, who wins? Nick Foles. He was the week he'd be credited with the start. Yeah. So Tyler would win. Yep. Hey, it's George's week like, one George's starter. Like, Maybe man. I should have picked Nick Falls now. Just like, no, man, no. I knew it. <laughs> All right. Well, I hate to say it, but let's go Eagles ahead talk. and move on to a, another division. And this is Cody's division. And we might as well just start it off with Cody's team. We got the NFC North. Who is going to be starting for the Green Bay Packers? There's rumors that Rodgers is leaving. Who's going to be the starter? Uh, this is going to be Aaron Rodgers, hands down. You can start your clock. I'm not going to talk long. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> newly engaged. He's the quarterback. Oh, wow. I it. agree. Okay. Um, AR-12, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. He'll be back. <laughs> yeah, you don't replace the MVP. Unless you're the Chicago Bears, which they don't have an MVP <laughs> quarterback ever. But that would be a they Bears have an move. MVP. They do have an MVP. Great point, George. And yet, none of us... Or maybe one person is picking the MVP to be the starting quarterback in Chicago. But we just talked about Hurts being the quarterback in the Eagles. I think they are going to make the trade. Wentz will end up in Chicago. Not the destination I would like Carson Wentz to be at. But Wentz, it will be your quarterback, Chicago. Probably the best quarterback you've ever had in your franchise. I think that Wentz is either going to end up in Indy or he's going to end up in Chicago. Uh, but after the rumors, and especially with my prediction of Foles as the starter, for the, sorry, I can't say with a straight face. Um, I definitely think that it will be Wentz in Chicago. They will make the trade. And I think it's a good fit. I've been so back and forth on this, and I've actually changed this twice since the podcast started now. I'm going to stick with my original gut. I'm going to say they don't get back Mitch. They don't trade for Wentz, and they draft Mac Jones from Alabama, and he ends up being their starting quarterback. Mac Jones out of Alabama, the rising star. Yep, Mac Jones. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, 
I don't know how I would feel about that as you know a Packers fan. Mac Jones, I do like him. I don't know how well he'll translate to the NFL. He he's definitely more of your traditional pocket passer. Not saying he's good as Tom Brady, but you know, get pressure on him. He's not going to move his feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so could be interesting well, there in normally- Chicago. Alabama is not really a quarterback school, so maybe you shouldn't feel too bad. Like normally they're offensive linemen. They got some wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks from Alabama don't normally pan out. But like where they're at in the first round, I don't see them really moving up, which is why I think Mac Jones will probably be the best on the board. They're going to take the shot. Interesting. I actually don't think Mac Jones will be there for Chicago, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, But let's go to the Minnesota Vikings, another hated rival of mine. I know there's some rumors going around this team as well, but I think they stick with Captain Kirk for at least one more year. I'll agree with you there. I'm going to go with sticking with Kirk Cousins. There's a lot of talks with uh, him potentially being traded. And I said earlier, I had like, I was this close to put him somewhere else, but I just don't see a deal getting done. So he's got to start because there's too much money in that contract. Look, guys, I said it before. I'm full of dart throws today. I am ready to just have some fun and change things up. So I'm going to say he does get traded because I want an exciting offseason. And I say that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starter for the Minnesota Vikings. I think they're going to go out and get Jimmy G, which is funny because I think that they are almost the same quarterback. And uh, yeah, Jimmy G will be the starter for the Vikings. I actually think Captain Carter, so I welcome Jimmy G up there in Minnesota. But you do have some dart throws. You need a dart board for behind you, I guess. I mean, the dart board's the over a there. <laughs> it's, it's Is over that there. where I you're throwing them at? Here. Gotcha. Yeah, I got now, now next I week, Tyler, live from in front of the dart board. Oh, we got the last division. You know, we talked about it. Or not the last division. The last team of the division. We talked about them last week. They had a blockbuster trade. The Detroit Lions sent Matt Stafford away, got Jared Goff in return. I was very close to not actually picking Jared Goff to start. I do think there's a chance they draft a quarterback, and this was just like another Brock Eis- Brock Osweiler contract dump type of trade. Uh, but I think they'll stand pack. I think Goff will get the start. But it could be – I wouldn't be surprised if he is not the starter week one is what I'm going for. Now, like, I understand where you're coming from, but Jared Goff was in a Super Bowl two years ago and just – let a team with a broken thumb pass one of the NFC favorites. Like that's a lot of disrespect for Jared Goff. I don't, I mean, I understand a lot of that was trading the contract away, but he's a, deserves a shot at least. Yeah. I, I, I think agree he deserves the shot. He does deserve the shot. And I do think that he will be the starter. I do have him picked, but man, again, I mean, if I want to go with dart throws, I could throw like a Gardner Minshew in there as they sign him as a backup and he somehow steals the starting job. I think that could be super fun as well, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stick with Jared Goff. I think he deserves it. I think he's better than he's given credit for. He just needs to stay consistent. I think with the, the right team, the right fit, he can stay consistent. So, But George, do you think Jared Goff rules them out of a quarterback with their top 10 pick? Um, that's tough. I honestly probably think it does. I, for whatever reason, gotcha. I think they have some faith because he's still a young guy too. Yeah, I okay. guess I just, I just see, you know, Jared Goff potentially being in a, with a team that just drafted a new young guy. If he impresses in camp, he, he doesn't get the start, but again, I'm still picking him. Uh, but he could be a guy that loses his job halfway through. Uh, but that wraps up the NFC North. So we'll go on to the 
the NFC South. Drew Brees has retired. Well, he hasn't officially yep. done it yet, but all the reports are that he will retire, and he needs a replacement. So where do you guys think replaces Drew Brees down there in New Orleans? I think one of us did what I was thinking about doing, and I know this year it drove me nuts when they started Taysom Hill over Jameis Winston, and I don't really know the reason, but the better passer, the better uh, 2020 vision, maybe, is uh, Jameis Winston. So we're going to go with that and see him at starting quarterback for the first time since his eye surgery and see if he can knock those 30 picks down to 20. Yeah, you know, he did have that dime in the playoffs. Because the only Drew points, Brees the only touchdown they scored in that game, right? I, I believe so, because Drew Brees yeah. couldn't throw it more than 10 yards. Yeah, I do think Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston will both be back. I just think Sean Payton likes Taysom Hill in the the role of coming off the bench. You know, he'll still have a key part of the offense, but they'll give Jay, or Jameis Winston a shot, and he'll be the starter week one. I could see so many different trick plays coming out, so many different two quarterback sets. Um, at the same time, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill were both on the team this year when Drew Brees went down, and they didn't turn to Jameis Winston like we all thought they would. They turned to Taysom Hill. And I feel like that they think adding Taysom Hill as the starter will broaden the playbook more. I do think that there will be plenty of plays where Jameis Winston will come in and play as well, uh, but I do think that the opening day starter will be Taysom Hill, as much as I hate it. Still better than Nick Foles, though, for being real. It's also good to point out that we're all just assuming Jameis Winston will be back. He is technically a free agent and can sign anywhere he wants to. We just all seem to think he'll be back in New Orleans. So we're all saying New Orleans is eating that W. Oh, God, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) It's not healthy, full of calories. We're going to move on to another (laughs) team now after that. Uh, So we're going to go with the Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think it's pretty easy. If Tom Brady, unless Tom Brady pulls a surprise retirement, which we don't see happening, he's the starter. Definitely. He might just pull a LeBron and be like, you know what? I'm just going to go see what team I can win a championship with now. Just leave and go somewhere else completely random. I saw so many uh, NFL memes posting that he's going to go to the Cowboys and be like, heck, let's just take them there now. But yeah, I agree. I think Tom Brady will be back with the Bucks. Well, I actually did see a report that he his first choice last offseason was actually the San 49ers. Hmm. And he said, and and they passed. They said no. So obviously he's under under contract, but it would be interesting if he somehow got out of it or found his way in San Fran, because uh, that's a pretty good team too. So, but yeah. we expect Tom Brady to be back. So we'll move on to the Carolina Panthers. They have a top ten pick, but they did sign Teddy Bridgewater last off season, who played pretty well, especially at the beginning of the season. Did slow down a little bit. Do you guys think Teddy Bridgewater will get another shot in Carolina? I do. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be back, and I think he deserves it. I know that it, with all the rumors going around about trades and uh, the free agents that are out there, I do feel like they're still going to go out and sign somebody to compete with Teddy B or make a trade for someone that will compete, maybe even draft. But I do think that when it comes to week one, uh, Teddy is going to earn that start, and I think he will be their starter. Agreed. I've been a big Teddy Bridgewater follower all season. I think he continues 
They could draft a quarterback. They don't see him as the long term. But even yet, I don't think where they're sitting, they're not going to obviously get Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. I think those are probably the two most likely to actually start a week one. So they're going to stick with Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater for week one, at least. Yeah, I, I definitely could see both you guys being right. I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I actually think Mac Jones will get the start here. And I do think Carolina will draft him with, I believe they have the seventh pick, eighth pick. I'm sorry. They have the eighth pick. I think Mac Jones will be their draft pick. He might even be taken before a guy like Justin Fields or Trey Lance, even though some people have him as QB four or five at this point. But Mac Jones just spent the senior bowl week working with the Panther staff. Reports are the Panther staffs loved him. They loved working with them. He was the star of the show at Senior Bowl week. I think that early advantage of them already working with him leads to them picking him, and that just continues into him starting because they know they have a decent quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater backing him up. Interesting pick. Definitely interesting. I do not have Mac Jones starting anywhere. Uh, you guys both do, so it's going to be interesting to see if he does earn a week one start. Um but why don't we just go ahead and move on to another team? We got the Atlanta Falcons. They have a new head coach, Arthur Smith, formerly of the greatest team in the NFL, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he was their offensive coordinator. And now he comes in and, you know, there is some talk about Matt Ryan not starting for them. But I personally think that Matt Ryan is going to be the starter. I do think he's going to remain in Atlanta. Um especially with Arthur Smith having it be his first year. He's going to want to just stay with the consistency, build the offense, and then worry about moving on from Matt Ryan in the future. So many teams in that top five to 10 that could take quarterbacks. Not really shocking with how many you know inconsistencies there are, but I feel like I really want to see Arthur Smith with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley. So, so much that I think it's just going to be Matt Ryan. And even if they take a quarterback, it's going to be Matt Ryan to start. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I think Matt Ryan will get the start. This is actually a place, you know, I talked about Trey Lance being QB2 for me, but I think he needs a year to ve- develop. I would love to see him end up in Atlanta, which means Matt Ryan can start next year, and then he can come in the year after that. So I am with you guys. I think Matt Ryan will be the starter week one of 2021. Well, Cody, you hinted towards it earlier that – Russell Wilson is talking about potentially leaving the Seahawks. Uh, do you think that that happens, or do you think he's going to stay with Seattle? I don't think they're – if Houston's not going to trade to Sean Watson, I can't have Seattle trading Russell Wilson. I mean, the amount of picks you'd have to give up to get him, he is a top-tier quarterback despite never getting an MVP vote, if you haven't heard. Oh, uh, really? He has never wow. done that. Shocking, uh, honestly. Yeah, I, I think Russell Wilson is just, you know, going through a little bit of power struggle. He wants to have a say in personnel moves. A lot of good teams don't let their quarterbacks dictate power or dictate the offense or roster. I think they'll come to an agreement. Russell Wilson might get a couple more guaranteed dollars. He might just say, hey, I want, I want a left tackle. Like, please draft one. I'm tired of getting sacked. But he'll be back in Seattle. Definitely. I mean... I don't see a scenario where unless somebody decides they like Russell Wilson so much, they'll dump four first round picks for him or something ridiculous. No, I don't see it happening. He's going to stay in Seattle. I agree. I'm sticking with Russell Wilson in Seattle. Um, We already talked about Jared Goff being the starter for the Lions. So let's go ahead and move on to the other end of that trade deal, which is the Los Angeles Rams. They got Matt Stafford and I don't see them trading that much. 
to get Matt Stafford and not starting him. So I think it's a pretty clear pick. Matt Stafford is the starter for the Los Angeles Rams. Yep, Stafford you said everything to, uh, I was going to say. Super Bowl run. That one's pretty Bold. easy. And, you know, another one that's pretty easy is the Arizona Cardinals. I think we all expect it to be Kyler Murray. He played pretty Neil well Murray. to start the season. So at least us with one team left, the San Francisco 49ers. We're all different here. This one might be one of the more intriguing spots of the whole NFL because of how good they were two years ago. Now they have a top 10 pick because of all their injuries. They could be quickly rising back to the ranks. But who do you guys see starting for the San Francisco 49ers in 2021? I'll start because I feel like I have a really little bit of an outlier here. So you remember I had Jimmy Garoppolo going to New England. They probably get a pick back. There's so many quarterbacks that could be drafted, and I have no idea where people are going to go. But I have a feeling it's going to be a project going to San Francisco, someone who won't start right away, maybe a Trey Lance even. Um if they get an earlier pick out of the Patriots or it could end up being someone even lower on the board. But for whatever reason, I'm picking Nick Mullins. He's the top guy on the depth chart left in that system. After Garoppolo gets traded, they're not going to have enough faith in a rookie to throw in right away. And they do seem to at least have some like for Mullins. So Nick Mullins week one. I don't hate wow. it. You know, it's it's an interesting pick for sure, but they've shown that they like Nick Mullins in the past. I mean, they have benched him for Blaine Gabbert before, so I guess they don't have complete trust in him. Um, but I'll go ahead and move on to my guy. And if you've been paying attention, if you've been taking notes, which hopefully you have been because there's going to be a quiz later, uh, I said that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be traded to the Minnesota Vikings. And I think in turn, it's going to be a quarterback swap. So I think Kirk Cousins is going to come to the 49ers. I think that the Vikings are going to take a bit of a cap hit, eat some of that salary to be able to make it happen. Um, So the week one starter for the San Francisco 49ers, my last dart throw of the day is Kirk Cousins. That would be a good pick for them. Uh, I think he does have a little bit of a relationship with Kyle Shanahan. He would probably thrive in that system. I'm going to go with a rookie here. I think they're going to be one of the teams that are trading up. You know, maybe if the Lions want to stick with golf, They'll swap picks with Goff and go up and get Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson fits a lot of what they want to do in the West Coast offense. He has a strong arm, but he's also a little bit more athletic than a guy like Kirk Cousins or Jimmy G. I think it would be a fun fit. But guys, we did it. We went through all 32 teams. We picked who we expected to be the week one starter. I expect none of us to get more than 10 right uh, because – that's nope, what this no, season is lining up to like be. like 12 locks. We'll just get like 14 right. Okay, 14 is the goal. I have so many dart throws. Yep, 14. Yeah. And like Snyder said, this could definitely be, you know, just a bunch of hype. And then free agency rolls around, no trades. The draft rolls around, no trades. People are just re-signing players to one-year deals back to their same team because the cap number has taken a hit. So... Hopefully for us, hopefully for you guys, the offseason is exciting, we, so we have more to talk about. But I think that does it for this week's episode of the Couch GM's podcast. Hopefully you get to watch us in person because we are on video this week. Please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, or if you're still listening on po- the podcast form, leave a comment, subscribe. Hey, if you leave a nice review, talk great about us, or just talk great about Snyder and myself, and Bash George, we might even read it on air. So uh, make sure you're following us on all our social Absolutely. platforms. 
if you talk nice about George, we're probably going to not see it. So just feel free not to do that. But me and Cody would definitely appreciate all your kind words. But guys, please, please, please get involved. I can't say it enough. It is so fun being a couch GM. And I know all of us are couch GMs sitting at home. So get involved in the podcast. Have some fun too. I'd love to hear who you think is going to go to these teams. Do you have some more crazy dart throws than I do? Please let me know. Get involved. Have some fun, guys. And just to stir up a little bit of feel bad for George before this ends, don't forget to hit our social media channels as well to see my season end punishment as I lost to Cody in the season picks by three games. I'm still a little bit cold. My hair's still a little bit sticky, but that's fine. So thank you for tuning in to the Couch GM's podcast. For Tyler Snyder and Cody Roadcap, I'm George Kurth, and we will see you all next week. Boom.